So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a secondary way that we can record deposits. And so in the first video, the one that you probably watched last, what we did was we just made a strict deposit coming over into the banking tab, going into record deposits. And we went and we popped in the receipt from the account it went to, we popped in a memo so we could remember what exactly transpired details of the transaction, popped in the check number, payment amount, and the payment method. What we're gonna do now though, is we're going to start saying that what if we wanna start tracking inventory? And so what if I've got corn that I've got sitting in the grain bin, and not only do I wanna be able to record the deposit of the sale of the grain, but what if I also want to keep track of the inventory of what I have left to sell? And so the first caveat I need to point out is QuickBooks is not set up very well to handle grown commodities, whether that be grow crops like corn and soybeans, or if it's livestock like cattle. The QuickBooks way of tracking inventory is mainly set up for those instances of I'm buying inventory, say I'm running a parts store and I go out and I buy a bunch of oil filters and then I resell those oil filters to customers as they come in throughout the day. To have QuickBook handle inventory of grown commodities, it takes a little bit of tweaking and finagering in order to get it to work. And so I would say this is probably one of those things that you, you can do it, but you could also probably track inventory outside of QuickBooks and you might get along better. It's all depending on how you want to treat it and what all you want to learn. But so the first thing that I'll point out is we're sitting here on the home screen. In the vendor section, you'll probably notice from video one to video two, all of a sudden I've got additional options up here. And those options are, I've got the option to receive inventory. I've got the option to enter bills against inventory. If you're gonna do inventory tracking, you have to select a setting in addition to what you might already have set up. And so to do that, what you do is you come up here to the file edit view list selection up at the top of your screen. Under edit, if you left click, and go down to preferences and left click on preferences. What'll pop up is a listing of all the different things that you can pop into QuickBooks. And what we wanna do is we wanna come to this items and in inventory, which is about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's the ninth one down for me. Under items and in inventory, you're gonna come over here and click on company preferences. If you don't have receive inventory and enter bills against inventory as options in your vendor section, you're probably gonna to need to come in here and what you're gonna do is you're gonna check mark inventory and purchase orders or active. You're gonna to wanna to make sure that that's in there. You can also add um, duplicate purchase order numbers, which I don't know if that one's gonna be very helpful if you're doing raised commodities. One that might be a little bit helpful is to warn if you don't have enough inventory quantity to handle a sale. And so this might be one of those situations where if I go and call the elevator and say, I wanna sell another 6,000 bushel of corn, 
and I go into QuickBooks to pop in the number right quick because I'm accrual accounting, I might find out, oh, wait, hang on a minute. I've only got 3,000 left in the bin. But for us, and for general purposes, I would probably tell you this first one is probably the one that's going to be most pertinent to getting this accomplished. So we're going to go ahead and click OK because I've got that checked. I've already gone and I've put in 20,000 bushel of inventory for corn within the inventory. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to go in and we're going to say that I went and sold 5,000 bushel of that corn at $3.50 today on the 22nd. I received the check for it before I left the elevator. And so I'm going to come down to the customer section in the home screen. And on the right-hand side, what you'll find of that customer section is there's this create sales receipt. I'm going to want to go ahead and left-click on that. And what will pop up is this menu where I can create a sales receipt for that sale of corn. Just like I had mentioned in the first video, whenever you got a screen like this, just go ahead and start in the top left and work your way down. So in my case, what I've got going for the customer, again, I went and hauled it off to the co-op elevator. And so I'm going to go ahead and click the co-op. I received a check for it. The date was 9-22-2020 when I received that check. And so we're going to have that be the mark. If you need to change it, you can either type or you can click the little calendar button to the right there. And you can go in and check whichever day you need. And so then I'm going to come down to the item section. This is where we're going to start changing with what the inventory is. And so under items, you're going to have your different commodities that you're trying to sell. For me, I went and set up corn. As you can see, QuickBooks is considering it an inventory part. Again, this is kind of one of those things where you're just trying to finagre with QuickBooks to get it to work. And so... We're, we're putting it as if it was an item on a shelf that we were trying to sell. But in reality, what we've got is it's, it's raised commodity corn that we're working with. And so I'm going to go ahead and select corn. Under the description, again, this is where I'm going to put in the stuff that I normally would have put in the memo on the deposit. Because I'm wanting to tie to this sale receipt all the pertinent information that went along with it. And so the cash price, the basis, um, any dock or transportation fees that went along with it that I had to pay for, that's the type of information is what I'm going to be putting in the memo. And so I'm going to go ahead and put in that the cash was $395. And then the basis was negative 45 Now for the quantity, I'm going to put in how many bushel of corn we sold. And so for this instance, we had 5,000 bushel. And then for the rate, I'm going to put in what the price was that I received. And so I have cash price at 395 with a negative 45 cent basis. And so the final price would have been QuickBooks will automatically calculate out the amount or the total based on the quantity and the rate that you tell it. 
And so this might be one of those quick figures where if you're sitting here typing in information, you get to the amount and it pops in 17,400. I know I messed something up in the quantity or the rate. And so I need to go in and adjust that. But so I've got everything that I want for the transaction entered in here. I'm gonna come down here in the save and close section and save that transaction. So now I've got that sales receipt made, but it didn't record the deposit. I still have to do that part. And so if you look on your home screen, what you'll notice is you've got an indicator going off. If we come over here to the banking section and look at record deposits, what you'll see is that there's a one on record deposit. And what that's telling you is there's one transaction that QuickBooks has information for that has not been recorded yet for the deposits. If we go ahead and left click on record deposits, what we'll have pop up is it's gonna give us the option to come in and look at the transactions that are outstanding that have not been deposited yet. And we can select and have those entered in. So I don't have to enter in all that information over again. It's sitting there, what I've got to do is I've just got to tell it, yes, I want to deposit that receipt for 17,500 and I'm going to click okay. And then it's going to give us this section where we can go in and we can double check and make sure everything's okay. So we went ahead and we accepted that sales receipt and popped the information into our deposit. And so we can go and we can double check everything and make sure that it's right. We've got in the right checking account. We've got on the right date. It's going to the co-op elevator. One thing you'll notice is the from account is undeposited funds. You're going to want to leave that alone. And so when you're setting up your inventory accounts, one of the requirements to set up an inventory account is you have to designate that particular inventory to a particular income account. And so for instance, with our corn, when I went up and set up corn as a inventory thing, I had to set up that any sales within the company of corn would go to the um, corn sales chart of account number. And so I'm just going to leave that alone and I'll go in and I'll show you in the reports here in a second where that shows up and how it looks. But so we've got our check number. If we've got that information, um, we received a check and then we've got that 17,500. And so we're just going to save and close. And so we're back on the home screen now. So we've created a receipt to change our inventory amount. We took that created sales receipt and popped it into a deposit. And so we've done both steps of recording a transaction when we're tracking inventory. So the question is, what all did that do for us? Well, the first thing I always like to do is I like to come over here to calendar and just double check stuff. And so under the shortcuts, if we left click on calendar, we can come in here and on the 22nd, it shows that we've got two things going on. 
and we can come down here to the list and we can look and we've got sales receipt of that 17,500 and we've got a deposit to the farm checking account of 17,500. And so we know the transactions that I'm looking for and I wanted to have entered are in there. And so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna to look to see exactly what QuickBooks is doing in terms of recording those into the proper accounts. And so to do that, coming back over here in the shortcuts, what we're gonna do is we're gonna click on reports. So go ahead and left click on reports. And now we're gonna have a list of pre-made reports that we can go into and double check and look at to see what's going on and we can print them out for analysis purposes. But for today, what we're gonna do is we wanna look at two things. Did our sales receipt actually reduce the inventory? And we wanna make sure that the deposit actually went to grain sales for corn. And so we'll take this in the order that we just talked about them. And so the first thing I wanna do is I wanna come in here to inventory. And so we'll left click on inventory and the pre-made reports that they've got available right off the bat. There's a summary one and there's a detailed. I always like to look at the detailed one because it gives you a little bit more information. You can follow along with what's going on. And so I'm gonna double left click on inventory valuation detail. And so what pops up here then is I've got the initial receipt when I pop that inventory into QuickBooks of 20,000 bushel. On 922, I've got that receipt of 5,000 bushels being sold. And so as of now, according to QuickBooks, I should have 15,000 bushel of grain sitting in an elevator, whether that's on the farm or you're paying storage on it in town, I've got 15,000 bushel of unsold grain that I still have to handle. So in terms of inventory, everything's working the way we want it to. We have that original amount. We went and we sold some of it. QuickBooks has recognized that the amount has gone down and it's showing us the proper amount left in there. And so let's go ahead and exit out of this report and we'll go back here to the report section and now what we're gonna do is we're gonna go, instead of being in inventory, we're gonna come down to accounting and taxes. And we're gonna come over here and we're gonna open up the general ledger. And so we're gonna go ahead and left click on that one. Um, you might get this pop-up that pops up just letting you know that it might combine or collapse multiple items into a transaction. Um, just go ahead and click OK. If you don't ever want to see this again, you can click this so it doesn't show up in the future. But let's just go ahead and click OK on that. And so now what's going to pop up is the general ledger of what's all transpired. And so what I want to do is I want to come down and look at our corn account and make sure that both deposits are being made. Again, remember our original deposit yesterday when we did this in the first video is we went and we sold 1,000 bushel and we weren't tracking inventory at that point. Now we decided that we do want to track inventory. So we should have two deposits within our corn account. And what we can see here is under grain, 1720 corn, we've got that original deposit that we made yesterday to the co-op elevator for that 1,000 bushel of grain that we sold. 
for $3,450. Today, we had that sales receipt and it's for that 17,500. And so everything's showing up the way it should. Each of them went, and again, like I had mentioned, when we were doing the deposit for this sales receipt today, even though it said undeposited account, when we set up that inventory, it recognized that that was a corn grain sale. And so it has moved it to the proper account. So 20,950 is what we were shooting for, for total grain sales. And we've got that amount. And so everything's good to go and we should be just peaches and sunshine from the way it looks. And so that kind of gives you an idea of, you know, if you're wanting to do inventory tracking within QuickBooks, what the process is going to be every time you go and you sell something. It's going to be a two-step process of you're going to have this create sales receipt every time you sell. And then once you create that receipt, you're going to have to go into record deposits in order to get it to show up in the proper account and get it to be recognized as revenue. So that takes care of the second way to record um, income within a farm business using QuickBooks. In the next video, what we're going to do is we will take a look at um, invoicing. And so this next video will be for those people that, you know, maybe you're doing custom harvest work or you're doing custom bailing and you're sending bills out to neighbors on, you know, I harvested 80 acres of grain for you and now I need to receive some money. I'll walk you through the process of creating that invoice to send to them what you do in terms of once you receive the money back, canceling out that invoice or closing it and making sure that that income showing up in the proper section. So I'll see you next video.